Welcome to No Green Eggs and Ham, a podcast about nothing and everything. It's not a show where we take jabs at the infamous Dr. Seuss, but where we dive into topics like art, weird inventions, pop culture, and anything having to do with cubby-wubby womb room tea. So throw on some clothes, grab a coffee, and ignore your responsibilities as you listen to the Just OK Sounds with your host, me, Sam I Am. Here we go. If you've been listening to my podcast, you would know that I've been getting a little creative lately. Uh, I've been having like an itch to do more. I like to write. That's uh, something obvious. Again, if you listen to some of the podcasts, I, I actually read some of my writing. I have an overactive imagination. I always have. Um, and, it, you know... I plan on it serving me well in the in the future. My daughter has an overactive imagination as well. And they both do, but particularly the oldest. Um, the stories that she comes up with are incredible. But I remember in my youth, uh, I would write things down and I would create these, these fictional things in my head. Um, one in particular, I would like pull on my ear just slightly and that would activate... A communication device inside my head where I would communicate with like this agent that <laughs> was like my representative or something and I would you know secret task force or whatever yeah that's embarrassing but it, it served me well um, it, it definitely helped me to I don't know create things that uh, normally would not have been able to if I didn't, you know, partake in some of the the weirdness of an overactive imagination. And recently, I started building lamps. I don't know. I, I don't really build things. I never really have before, and I, I wanted to. So I did, and I, I started working with wood and some metal and, and just coming up with ideas. And, you know, I've only built a few and they've all been gifts that, you know, it's I, actually, I built one for myself and it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a good time. Um, but at the beginning of the process, I had this, this idea of creating a lamp that was very simplistic I think I've seen something like it before, so it's not like I came up with the idea. But I wanted to take an ordinary piece of wood and put a light bulb in it. This podcast episode might be a little hard for some of you to hear. So, fair warning. Um... Okay, so this particular piece of wood that I, I picked uh, happened to be a, a piece from my father-in-law's collection of, of wood 
pieces that he would use in his fabrication. Uh, he built cars for a living. He was a master at his craft, master welder, master fabricator. He did impeccable work. He would take time. He'd be very, very critical of other people working on his stuff, which his stuff was usually for other people. But, you know, modern technology and stuff like that, you had to make these classic cars modern in a way, at least depending on the client. And, you know, there were, there were things like he didn't have a spray booth that would fit a car, so he would have to have people do that for him. And he only, he only selected the people that he trusted and that knew that he knew would do the work that was at his level, which was impeccable. And it had to be, I mean, there's one story of him having somebody redo the paint job seven times to get that perfect shine that he wanted. You know, he was a perfectionist and his, his product showed it. Well, I'm not going to get too, too much into to his life and, and, and this because, one, it's going to be hard for me to do so. And two, I, you can't fit it all into one podcast episode. I've known a few good men in my life and even fewer great men. Um, a couple... There are only a couple that had a direct influence on my life. In a way that was altering to the way I saw the world and to the way I acted in it. One such man I, I had talked about before. And um, another is my father-in-law. Both of those men are uh, are in my book, in in some way or another. Um, and uh, anyway, um, before I get too too lost in this, um, I I wanted to take something that he worked with and create something out of it that others could enjoy. And not, not like others that I don't know. It had to be family. So I, I took a piece of wood. And it's just a simple 4x4. Four four, and it's very small. So it's a 4x4 four four by maybe 8 inches. 7 inches. Something like that. And these particular pieces of wood he would use in his fabricating. In a way that it was more... Instead of it being part of the car. It was something he would use with other pieces for the car. So... If he had to drill holes or something, instead of doing it on a table and risking drilling into a table or, you know, messing something up that actually means something, he would actually put the metal or whatever piece onto these blocks and drill. And then he doesn't, doesn't have to worry about ruining the wood because all it is is just a buffer. And so he has several of these that have several holes in them. One in particular, the one I picked had a ton of holes. So obviously he used this a lot. He even had a, a piece of tape on it. A piece of green tape that he used 
all the time on all these projects that he would do. And it was still on there. So using one of the holes that he already created, I just made it a little bigger to fit in a piece uh, for a light that you can screw the light bulb in. And there was another hole on the side that was already drilled. So once I drilled the bigger hole to fit the, the piece in, I already had a connection. So I, I threw the wire through the other hole and voila, I have a, a light. I created a switch out of a cord that was in his garage. I bought a little, a little uh, clicker switch to turn the light off and on from the hardware store and put it together with the wire, hooked up the base, and that was it. So I have this piece of wood, it's in our living room, that other than that hole that I made bigger is completely intact as it was when he worked on it. I didn't want to take away from it. I didn't clean it. I didn't um, I didn't sand it. That piece of tape is still on there and hopefully it will stay on there. It's it's been on here on there for I don't know how long, at least a couple years. And um, I found this really cool light bulb that when you turn it on, it doesn't exactly glow. Like it's not like a normal light bulb that brightens up the room. It's just a, a light bulb that lights up. And when you look at it, it's like these 3D stars coming out of it. And like I said before, he was a, a master welder, very good at his, his craft, and he, very meticulous in his lines. Um, he did not like bad welding. Like, it just, it didn't, look, he didn't want to create anything that he wouldn't be proud of, that he wouldn't want to drive himself. And if you look at a couple of the cars he has in the garage right now, one in particular is pristine. It, it shines. Every bit of the car shines. Every bit of it. Um, that car actually is in the book as well. Actually, both of them. <laughs> both of them are in the book in some way. And so this light bulb kind of looks like sparks from a welder. So I put that bulb inside of it, and now it just sits in our uh, living room. The girls turn it on, you know, when they get home from school, and they turn it off at the end of the day. And it's a very simplistic piece. It doesn't light up the room. But it means a lot. And like I said, I I had this idea of this particular piece from the beginning when I, you know, the beginning of the, the process of me wanting to build lamps. And it took me a while to build that one, even though it was so simplistic, even though it really only takes a few minutes to put together, really. I built a couple other in between or before that one and. I started this one and then I, I put it aside and, and did something else. It was just too hard to work on. But I finally finished it. Put that bulb in and now it's a talking piece. <laughs>
and a reminder. So I, I will continue to build lamps because it's fun. You know, I'm not looking to sell them, I don't think. I was asked if I was going to, but I mean, I don't see it being, I, I just started, you know, I just started a few months ago. I don't see it being a, a legitimate venture for me, but people like lamps, so they'll make great gifts. You know, I'll, I'll give them to family members and friends and, and it's a nice release. It's really cool creating something with your hands and being able to, to turn it on, <laughs> you know, and, and see the, the product. Um, so yeah, so I'll keep doing that. I got into wood carving, which I put into one of the lamps. Uh, that one happened to be for my brother. So I, I took the, the lamp building and the wood carving and put it together. Came out with a cool little design. And, you know, it, it might be simplistic when you look at it, especially if you're looking compared to people that have done this for years. But it's something I created. And that's what it's all about, right? Creating things. And my brother appreciates it as far as I know. And I, even if he doesn't. It's like, yeah, I built it. It was with my hands. My blood is actually in that, you know. Seriously, I, I bled. Because carving comes with pain at times. So, anyway. I was going to go into um, Rome the last day. But I felt compelled to talk about this instead. And that's all. Alright, here's the story. I wasn't going to share anything else. I wasn't going to add anything to this episode, uh, any fun facts or anything. But I, I think in light of what I just talked about, I, I'll say one story about my father-in-law that I, I, uh, <laughs> I still laugh about. So this is actually something that he did to me. Now, I have this, this thing with spiders. I, I used to. I'm, I'm a lot better now. Um, but I used to be terrified when I was younger. I wasn't in fact, I made fun of my mother for being so terrified. We were in Arizona when I was a child. Um, must've been like 1994, I think for some reason that that date seems about right. And we were walking through the desert on a horse with no name. And on this road, there were these tarantulas. It was like two or three of them. I think I can't remember exactly. But they were following her around, you know, and later on in life, I, I realized like she was casting a shadow and they were just trying to go to, to that shadow. But it was funny because they didn't go after anybody else. And I made fun of her for that. And then later on, it became incredibly arachnophobic to the point where I couldn't even look at a picture of a spider. It was it was deathly scared. There was one time I worked for my brother-in-law and I was he was he's in landscaping and we had filled up a box truck with a bunch of waste and, and uh, trees and, and stuff that had to be thrown out in the dump. And in the town we live in, there was actually a dump at the time where you can just back up into it. You have all your space and you just push everything out. And this was, you know, every other truck that we had had a lift on it. It just happened to be that they shoved it all into this box truck and I had to be the one to, to unload it. And I was by myself, middle of summer, super hot loud noise everywhere because you're inside this this plant that is pushing 
you know, garbage out and uh, there's big um, tractors that are moving garbage from one spot to another or into incinerators or whatever they're doing. I don't know if it's incinerators. and I, That's not my job. I don't know. So I'm in there by myself. It's going to take like an hour at least to get all this stuff out. There's a ton of it. And I'm moving things around and throwing them out. It's a ton of noise. And out of the corner of my eye, I know something's looking at me. And I'm deathly afraid of spiders at this time. And, jeez, I can still picture it. And even though I'm not as scared of spiders as I was, like I could, I can kill spiders now in our house and and stuff like that. And I, I don't mind seeing pictures or shows about it. I don't want to see arachnophobia, but I will if I have to. Um, if you, have, you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's a good movie. Um, so I see something out of the corner of my eye. I know it's looking at me, and I know exactly what it is before I turn. However, I didn't realize how big it was going to be. There it was, a wolf spider. Big, stupid, hairy spider staring at me. I had in my hand a piece of a fence like the post of a fence and it was filled with concrete you know at the bottom so it was heavy and i start screaming and slamming that pole into the general area of where that spider was probably didn't get it i don't care but for like two minutes straight i'm screaming and slamming onto the spider and then i stop because something else is different Something in the atmosphere has changed. And then I realize things are quiet now. Was it that I got bit by a spider and now I'm dying? No. Although, I may have wanted to. Because what happened next is truly embarrassing. I look out into this massive garage or warehouse or whatever, filled with garbage, tons of noise, and realize that there is no more noise and that the guy in the tractor all the way on the other side has stopped his machine and is staring at me this man who had earphones on because of how loud it is heard my screams of terror my shrill screeches of (sighs) idiotic he heard me over everything else I got into the box man with the door open I backed up as much as I could without popping a tire on broken glass or something and sped out which in turn released a bunch of the garbage out enough to the point where I was like that's good closed the box fan and got out of there so told my my wife and her family about this it's been a a joke ever since it's died down a little bit but they wouldn't let the opportunity of scaring me with spiders go I remember one time I was in the kitchen um, we're at my in-law's house. My sister-in-law is there. I think with a couple of her kids. 
and I'm getting something at the counter, getting a plate ready or whatever. My father-in-law is at, on, at his chair, at his table, looking towards the kitchen. And my sister-in-law is behind me. And I, I thought she was just talking to my father-in-law or, or doing something by the table. And, and as I turn around with the plate in my hand, I know, I know there's something on the floor. I know it. Before I turn around. I know it's I know it's there. My sister-in-law threw a fake spider bigger than it should be to be realistic right behind me. And even though I knew it was there, even though I knew it was fake, it still got me. And I kind of jumped a little bit. And my father-in-law just cracked up. I mean, he could barely breathe. He was laughing so hard. And it was hard to make him laugh a lot, you know? It was, he was a, he was a tough guy. But that got him. And at the expense of other people, he was, he loved it. He loved laughing. And uh, he, he was a prankster. His whole life, he was a prankster. And we'll get into that some other time. But I remember the look on his face. And he, I mean, he turned red, basically, from laughing so hard and, I set the the plate down and I kicked the spider out of the way and my my sister-in-law snorted. You know who you are. And uh anyway, that's that's a fond memory I have. Not not the girly screams inside of a truck that made a a grown man with headphones driving a massively huge tractor that was louder than anything I've ever heard and a processing plant that was grinding things constantly. Hear me screaming from a truck. Not that part, although that will haunt me forever. But that laughter, that was a lot. Of, that that's memorable in a good way. Thank you for listening to No Green Eggs and Ham. Editing is by Yovino Consulting in Glencove, New York. Producers for the show are me. Myself and I. The theme song was written and performed by Donnie Ronaldo on a guitar that I gave him because I don't know how to play. If you reach this far in the show, please take an additional few seconds to leave us a review on whatever app you're using to listen to us ramble on about nothing share the podcast with your friends. See you, not see you, next time.